Welcome to the Janine Boland Show, where we share tips from around the globe as we guide practical people with their finances using money tips, increase their incomes through side businesses, and maintain their sanity by staying in their creative zone. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Janine Boland, and we're going to be discussing how to write a book a year. Now, I want you to realize that this writing a book a year is helpful to all creatives. And in the Janine Boland Show, we like to save you time, save you money, save your knowledge, and save your sanity. And so this episode is going to be working around saving your sanity through the creative process. There are things in life that you enjoy doing. There are things you enjoy creating. And whether it is you are an artist and like to paint, you enjoy sculpting, you build miniatures, you like to build model planes, you like to fly model planes, whatever it is that you enjoy doing that is a part of your creative process, I want to make sure that you are continuing to do that no matter where you are in your life or what stage of life you're in. I had to come up with a plan for myself so that I could crank out one book a year because the writing process became so enjoyable for me. Now, it did not always start off that way. I have to admit that when I was a much younger writer, it was a chore. And it was not until I started allowing myself to create what I wanted, when I wanted, that I actually started to understand I was actually pretty good at this thing called writing. And that is because I was finally getting to a point where I had some level of competency. And that is what happens with a lot of folks who are highly creative is that they move from object to object to object of creation, and they never stay with anything long enough to really develop that level of competency. So the way you start doing is say you want to be a YouTuber, okay? What you can do is you set up for yourself instead of write a book a year that you are going to stick with creating YouTube videos to see if you like the process, but you're going to do 10 videos before you reevaluate what you're going to do, because you'll find that the very first video that you ever did and your fifth video and your 10th video are drastically different because you are getting a level of competency. So one of the things that I found out with the five years that it took me to really get good at writing was I was writing books during that period of time and each book got better, but I really wasn't able to get into a routine because I wasn't really speaking to anybody else about how to do this thing while engaged in life, right? And so once I started reaching out, but I became a writer back in 2005, And so the internet was not what it is now, and you will be able to warm up to your creative process a lot faster than I did, I assure you. So when it started with my writing career, and for you, maybe it's an artistic career, you're wanting to learn to draw or maybe play a musical instrument. Uh, When I originally first started with my career, uh, I was told I was an awful writer, and that really shut down a lot of that part of my creativity. I I didn't start writing again, like I said, until 2005. I was in my 40s at that point. And what I would like to remind you is that maybe you were told something that was just an out-and-out fallacy. Yeah, maybe I wasn't a great writer back when I was told that I wasn't good. But what was interesting is by the time I started writing for my classes as a university professor, my students loved what I wrote. They were the ones that actually encouraged me to write my very first book. So I just want to give you a moment 
to take a second and kind of think back over what you may have been told in the past and just realize that isn't truth for you now. Okay, your current state of where you are right now in your life is more important than what somebody told you in the past. And whatever head trash you have that's telling you that you shouldn't move forward with this creativity, whatever it is, whether it's building model airplanes or, like I said, being a YouTube creator, don't allow that head trash, that negativity to stand in your way because the person you are now uh, is not the person that you were in the past. You've changed. And so I want you to give yourself permission to be that creative person that you are. Okay. So originally, when I first started my writing career, I was a wife, a mom. I had four children. They were all under the ages of 10. And I was writing because of my master's thesis. And it was my students and my wonderful mentor at the time that turned to me and said, hey, Janine, you have got to write this into a book. You cannot just put this thesis on a library shelf in the university library and never let it see the light of day after that. I was actually having to run to the local copy shop and print off my master's thesis because people wanted to read it. So it was just kind of a shock. I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Because back in the day when I first started doing this in 2005, if you wanted to publish a book, you kind of had to be an authority of whatever you were wanting to do. And that it was very challenging to get published. But self-publishing was just starting to hit the scene and it was so new it was called vanity publishing you were so not a, a good enough person all right that you were so vain that you would publish your own work well I ended up self-publishing the book and now self-publishing is very legitimate form of getting your book and your story out there but back in the day it was very negative well I went ahead and went forward with it and I'm still amazed that I've been able to sell 7,000 copies of my book. So uh, now I'm writing book number 11. And so I'm going to take this process of writing a book a year and I'm going to share it with you. There's three basic steps to it. You can use this, morph it to whatever thing you want to create in your world. Okay. So I encourage you to start focusing on your creative process. Now, how do you go about writing a book a year? How do you go about setting up your creative process for the year? Uh, the reason that I'm going to talk to you in terms of a year is because you have several habits that you need to start creating for yourself if you want to accomplish your task. Realize there are people out there in the world that want to hear what you have to write. They want to see the videos you want to make. They want to listen to the music you can create or they want to see that model airplane, okay? Believe it or not, if you are inspired to create something, there are people out there who want to appreciate it. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but it is true. And that's the number one piece of head trash that a lot of people have floating around that tries to tell you differently, that nobody will ever want to see what you have to offer. Well, how do you know, right? How do you know? You don't know that. What you do know is that you are being inspired to move forward with your creativity. So just keep listening to this episode, and what we will do is help you move forward with that process. I don't care what your head trash says. There's somebody out there that wants what you are going to create. So don't use it as an excuse. Now, I want you to find a way to write your book a year or create your project. And when you put yourself in the mindset of writing a book a year, it's amazing what ends up happening with your goal setting as well as the targets that you make for yourself. By giving yourself permission to have a full year to, to work through this stuff, you start creating a plan almost subconsciously. It's like your brain relaxes and it gives you an opportunity to actually think about what you're wanting to do 
and that it is achievable and possible. So let's talk about these three steps that are going to be helpful. Uh, step one is create a plan. Now, I'm very old school regarding this. I don't know why it is, but it helps me, be, maybe because I'm visual and tactile as a learner, but I get an old calendar that has the 12 months of the year. And I tear all those pages apart if I've been given one of those free calendars, or I will go online and I will work up uh, the print off the 12 months of the year. It just helps me because what I do is I line up those 12 months on my floor. I have six months along one side of the floor. I have six months lined up on the other side of the floor. And it gives me a better idea of what I'm doing the, that year. And then I write down all the stuff I know that is going to happen for that year. Now, it doesn't matter that you're listening to this in October or November, this episode, whenever you're listening to this episode, it doesn't matter where you are in the year. Uh, just go ahead and get started. Lay out the year. And if you're in school, a graduate student, a working professional, or a home caregiver, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. You know you have schedules, holidays, maybe semesters of activities. What you're going to do is you're going to write out your vacation days, your holidays. You're going to write all that out on the calendar at the best of your ability that you know. And then what you're going to do is you're going to create and start building your writing time around those holidays and times when you have the ability to relax. So this is how I work with a lot of the graduate students on how to write their thesis. But for you, whatever your schedule is, you're going to set it out on those months to months. So once you have anchored in all the activities that you know about for your year, your second habit is you're going to write out what you're going to focus on each month. And what I encourage you to do is give yourself the last four months of the year to not be actually writing, but actually creating the book from your writing. But relax, calm down. Don't worry about it. We're just going to talk about getting you into the habit of writing uh, or whatever your creative thing is. What you're doing is giving yourself nine months to write the book and the last four months are for you to actually publish your book. That's how I set it up for my students. But for the first several months, it's important for you to decide that you're actually going to write. And I encourage you to get into the habit of writing every day. And what I mean by that is you set up a schedule where you are writing at least five times a week. I have it set up in my personal schedule that I write five days a week and I take the weekends off. Uh, some people tell me that they write three times a week. It doesn't matter the number of times, but when you're first starting a habit, it sometimes helps to put yourself on the same schedule like your work schedule. Uh, like get yourself into some sort of habit that you set times during like the weekend that you're going to write. But whatever schedule you set for yourself, stick to that schedule. I don't care if you are sitting in front of your computer, your hands are hovering over the keyboard, and all you are typing are song lyrics that happen to come into your head. The important part of step two is when you create a schedule, why do you stick to it? Because it is Im very improbable that you're going to sit and wait for inspiration and that when inspiration hits, you're going to write your book. I have talked to people for years about the fact that you create the schedule first and then you invite in inspiration. Okay. Everybody thinks, well, I just have to wait until I feel inspired. Guess what? Inspiration doesn't happen that way. You'll be inspired at times when you actually don't have time to write a book. So it's important that you create a schedule for that. Now, 
we're getting ready to cut to commercial. So what I wanted to let you know is when we come back, we're going to talk about how to start creating the schedule for you to create, how you go about setting it up, and then how you can get into the habit of creating so that you build items and books and projects that people are actually interested in. Meet you on the next section. back. In the previous segment, we were describing how you go about creating projects, how you go about setting up times to create. It kind of helps save your sanity when you're able to create things during your life. Uh, But we were talking about the three steps that are required. We were discussing step one, which was create a plan for yourself where you lay out the 12 months of the year on a calendar and you write down when you want to have times to schedule for your creativity. Uh, The second thing is to write out what you're going to focus on each month, what kind of projects you want to build for yourself. Now, specifically, I'm using the plan that I have or the program that I have for myself, which is how I go about creating a book a year. So as we were describing, sometimes you schedule time for yourself to write and your hands are hovering over the keyboard and nothing is coming into your head. Now, you've heard this over and over where people say, oh, I want to wait till I get inspired before I write my book. And then I'll sit down and write my book. Well, I assure you that book will never happen. Why? You need to create time and space for you to actively create so that inspiration can meet you there. And there have been times where I have sat down, like I schedule five days a week, I am writing. Okay, I take the weekends off. Now, I have had some writers who are very prolific who only write on weekends and holidays, but the thing is, they have a schedule. Okay, now there have been times where I've been so stuck. Now, I didn't have what was officially called writer's block. I just, I would sit down at the computer, I had a blank page in front of me, and I didn't realize at the time that a lot of your professional writers do warm-up exercises. I didn't know. I wasn't smart enough to do that. I hadn't talked around enough to people to know that that's what you're supposed to do and that it helps unleash things. So I'd be stuck. I'd sit there. I'd be looking at a blank page. And I started creating up my my own, uh, what you would call warm-up exercises. I just knew where I wanted my writing to go. And I just couldn't seem to get unstuck. So it was like my brain was trying to come up with the best possible word for a sentence. And I was so stuck. And I was just staring at that page. I would almost freeze up. So I learned these warm-up exercises. And what ended up happening is I, I just started doing what Stephen King talked about, which was he writes stream of consciousness. He writes in a way where he just types words onto the page with his first draft and it's whatever pops up into his head whatever comes to his head and he just writes that down and there are times where he would say it was total trash where he was just writing this is stupid I can't write today things aren't working out for me I can't come up with the idea I don't know what to do for my hero I don't know what to do for my villain and he would just write all this stuff out and eventually 
he would have song lyrics come into his head. And in my case, I actually was writing things like the Itsy Bitsy Spider or Old MacDonald Had a Farm. And before you know it, you would be writing out these lyrics to songs. You were getting the words to flow onto the page. You aren't worried about what direction you're going. And what was fascinating is after I wrote one or two pages of what I call total trash by song lyrics and stream of consciousness, like Stephen King was talking about, um, it was funny how after a period of time, the log jam in my head would release, and then I'd be on a roll, and I would be able to write for almost three hours straight. Now, it doesn't happen every day that way, but that was what was happening at the beginning for me. So that is step two. Get into the habit of doing your craft on a schedule. Now, I know some people are like, oh, but my creativity, I just want to focus on when I feel creative. Well, I recommend that when you're first starting at something that you don't wait till you're feeling creative, you set it up to a schedule and allow creativity to meet you there. So you break down with this uh, writing a book year, you break down your year into separate months, and then you create a schedule daily or weekly for your creativity and your writing. Then the most important thing for you to do to get your book written in a year is to get support. So that's step three, get support. Now, whether you are on a writer's group online or you talk to a friend, this is actually something that I used to do in my early days was a friend and I would meet on Zoom and we would meet every day and we would write. And during the time of writing on Zoom, we were not talking to each other. I mean, we would chat for the first four or five minutes, but we would we were really there to write. And we both had such intense focus on our writing that we ended up doing was we set ourselves an hour. And so we would meet like at 6.30 in the morning, and then we would write until 7.30 in the morning, and then we would both have to get to work. And during that period of time, we would just say, good morning. We had our cup of coffee. We would salute each other. The tradition she'd say was, um, okay, Janine, let's start. We'd hold up our cups of coffee at the Zoom, and we'd go, salute, and we would just start writing <laughs> whatever came to mind. So I know that's a silly little thing that we started, but I encourage you to find a writing buddy or a writing group to hold you accountable to your plan. If you're some other creative, you know what areas you can go to. Now, if that does not work for you because you do not know anybody that in the world that is uh, in your world that is a writer, then I would recommend that you find uh, go online and join my writer's group. Uh, mine is a paid plan. You can go to janineboland.com forward slash book a year. The reason I charge $37 a month for this plan is because I have a whole course that we offer, that sort of thing. And I have a wonderful group of people that write with us. We, it's interesting. Once people started paying to be have someone be accountable to them, they actually started moving forward on their book. Also, I teach them how to work a little bit on their manuscripts. So we meet twice a month. And during that period of time, I lay out the plan for the year and we start working that plan and holding each other accountable the two times a month that we meet. We say things like, how are you doing on your book? How's it working? How is the pacing going? What's happening with you? We basically just hold each other accountable, accountable and it's just a really good group. It's fascinating how people get traction in ways they never have before. But say you're like, okay, Janine, this is all fine and dandy, but frankly, I just can't afford $37 a month to be part of a writer's group. Well, then I recommend the next best thing, which is a nonprofit organization called NanoRimo.org. NanoRimo stands for National Novel Writing Month, and it's spelled N A. N-O-W-R-I-M-O. -O. So it's nanorimo.org. Go to their website. 
every November, that's why I'm holding this episode now here in October, every November, this nonprofit organization supports the idea that even if you're a newbie writer, you can write 50,000 words in 30 days. Now, back in 2014, I was inspired by this program because my daughter learned about it in school, and that's how she started her writing. And once my daughter started her writing, she became a very good fictional writer and received support and great advice from other writers, both amateur and professional, in this annual program. My daughter and I attended the events online and pretty soon got involved, so involved in the organization Uh, It was doing great work. I ended up becoming a municipal liaison for my own online community. It is a totally volunteer organization, totally free. And one of the things I encourage you to do is get on to nanorimo.org, sign up for the November challenge of writing 50,000 words in 30 days. And trust me, this was back before all these challenges that you see online. People are always saying, hey, do this 30-day challenge. Do this. NaNoWriMo was around long, long time before this. <laughs> and they used to write in groups during the month of November. And they realized that you have, for those of us in the United States, um, we have Thanksgiving Day uh, during November, but you still can write those 50,000 words. And it was chosen that particular challenge is because those are the number of words needed for a short novel. Okay, so one of the things I encourage you, though, is that you need to have somebody that you can literally hold yourself accountable to your writing and your creativity. Now, if you know you're going to have an appointment with that person, like in my case, it was Monday through Friday, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m., it's much more effective than trying to force yourself to put your butt in the chair every day using self-discipline, right? So it helps, doesn't it? It makes sense. Uh, It's important that you get support. This is the biggest thing about writing, though, or whatever creative process you have of any kind. And that is, whether you're sculpting or painting or whatever, the creative process is a rather solitary activity. And so the process itself is just you creating. So please realize most of the greatest musicians and creatives were inspired in solitary environments. That's why it's so important that you schedule space for yourself. You want to be able to actually hear your inspiration. And so when I encourage you to get support, realize it's important you get support after you've decided what your schedule is going to be and you want to stick to your schedule. Now, we have become so social in so many different aspects of our modern life that there are always new ways of being able to collaborate and there are exciting ways to do this. But the challenge of trying to collaborate before you've actually learned your own style in whatever your creativity is will cause you to swap out the guidance from your own inner voice and you might start listening to what other people think you should do. This is another uh, area that writers and creatives have told me has caused them to stunt their work. So it's very important today that you get your own good writing style, your own schedule, and you become good at getting into that flow and that schedule before you actually start collaborating with others. Oh, this is why I encourage people to write, write your own story first. And I've had many people say to me, oh my gosh, Janine, my life is so boring. There's no way that I can do that. I cannot imagine anything more boring than me writing about my life. And that's when I turn and say to them, but my dear, I do not know anyone else in my life who I have a daily conversation with. (laughs) Who do you know better than yourself? I mean, I found out certain things 
about my students when they started writing their own story, like they were the number one arm wrestling championship when they were in high school. Uh, you, you, they made it to state. But there is one thing, there are several things in your life that are different and unique, and you're not really giving yourself a chance to explore that and share that with people. You are a very unique individual. And even if you don't consider yourself a writer, I would highly encourage you to start writing your personal story, even if you only think you're going to sell five copies and that's to your immediate family. I will talk to you in the next segment about why this is so important in this day and age, whether you see yourself as a writer or not. We're going to talk about different areas that you can set up to write your own story as well as avenues that you can use to build that book and get it published. We'll talk about all those in the next segment, but for now, we're going to sign off and give a word to our sponsors. back to the Janine Boland show and we were talking about how to write your own book a year and we we're also describing how this creative process isn't just for people who are authors but I am going to share with you today those three steps on what you do to create your book a year and I'm going to try to see if I can convince you to become an author, even if you don't think you're a very good writer, and even if you don't have any interest in doing that. I'll explain that in just a minute. But first, as we were describing, step one is create a plan. Step two is to write out what you're going to focus on each month. And step three is get support through a writer's group or something like that for writing your book in a year. Now, I am really big on encouraging people to write their own story. And for those of you who are listening to this, I know that at some point in your life, somebody has said to you, oh my gosh, you really should write a book on that. Why is it important that you write your own story? Well, as a college professor, I had to write a lot of essays and I had a lot of research that I had to do when I was getting my master's degree. And one of the things that was so valuable to me when I was looking up a particular piece of history were the personal diaries of people that we would stumble across. As historians will tell you, having what they call first-person accountability or first-person perspective is incredibly important when you are writing history because that perspective, no matter if it's a, a general or a soldier that's in the trenches, so to speak, those perspectives are highly unique, and it gives you a broader view of what's going on in your world. And so for those of you who are listening to this episode, I really encourage you to write your own story and get rid of all that head trash that's trying to tell you that nobody would ever want to read your story. That's hogwash, and I'm going to explain it in this way. You are a unique individual. 
Now you may think, oh, I'm just a common person. I just live my life this certain way. There's nothing special about me. That again is head trash and is quite wrong. (laughs) And I want you to realize that your experiences that you have had in your life, no one else has had in exactly the same way. You live life in a very unique and very charming way. You just don't give yourself enough credit for that. You have a perspective that no one else has. You can have 10 different people looking at a situation or participating in a football game, and you're going to have 10 different perspectives. Now, you will have common threads of what occurred in that football game, but you will have 10 different perspectives on it as different experiences happen to each of those 10 people, even if they're sitting in the same row of seats, okay? Now, you have learned how to cope, create systems, and you have lessons of your life that you can share with others on your path. One of the things that really surprises me is how many of my quick my students so quickly discount themselves and their lives. I mean, I was when I chat with people, it's amazing what I find out about with them. One of my friends, she was the number one wrestling champion, arm wrestling champion in her high school. Not only in her high school, she was number one in the state where she lived. And I was talking to her about, oh, my God, you should write a book about that whole process. I mean, no one would looking at you would ever think you you were the state champion of arm wrestling. I mean, number one, I didn't even know that was a thing. Number two, you had to train for that, didn't you? And she was nodding her head. And she's like, yeah, Janine, but that was just a one-time thing. And I went, oh, my gosh, you've had several things in your life that are different. As another example, I was talking to a person who was a highly successful college coach, and I was encouraging him to write a book with some of the stories because he had me just laughing and laughing with some of the things that he was telling me. And he was like, oh, you know, there are all these other coaches out there and they all write their own book. And he goes, I don't know of anything that would be more boring and more unentertaining than having me write a book. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You're an incredibly fascinating person. And I just find it just so sad how quickly individuals will discount not only themselves, but their entire lives. And so I just want to share with you what you have to offer. There's no one else on this planet that has your perspective. And that is why it's so important that you write your story. If you want some help with that, reach out to different groups that are either on Facebook or online and talk to them about how you get started writing your own story. Okay. Like I said before, there are three steps to begin your writing career. You create a plan about what you're going to write and go ahead and start writing your story. uh, If you want to, from when you first memories that you can remember on, do it in a very linear way, or you can set it up according to phases of your life. Then step two is set up each month, kind of the theme that you're going to write about according to your life. And then the third one is get support on this. Now, when it comes to writing your very own story, realize that you're leaving a legacy. The stories of a family are very important. It's important that you share with your family and others in your life what has occurred in your own. We had a very short story that was written by a great grandmother. And what was fascinating to me was how I had a cousin of mine take that short story. She found living relatives and she ended up writing on a whole book based on the short story that was written in a diary of our great grandmother. 
So just know that it's very important to families. And so what? Maybe you only sell 20 or 30 copies. Well, it's still, that is a legacy. And as a historian, as somebody who enjoys history, I just wanted to let you know that these sorts of books, I love reading. I love reading autobiographies. It's getting into the mind of another person. It gives me relief. It's a stress relief to be in the mind of another person to see that they struggled as well. You don't have to be an insanely successful person to have your story matter to someone. And if you're listening to this episode right now, I can guarantee you there's somebody out there in the world that will be inspired and motivated and you will change their life by you just talking about you writing your own story, writing your own book. Now, let's just take, for example, let's say, all right, Janine, I'll give this writing a book a year process. How do I go about doing this? Well, the very first thing I recommend is you go to nanorimo.org. It's a not-for-profit organization that has, it's called National Novel Writers Month. That's what NaNoWriMo stands for. National Novel Writing Month. And it's a 30-day challenge that's been around for decades. And what they do is they challenge you to write 50,000 words in 30 days. Now, this is not 50,000 words that look pretty. This isn't writing a book and making it sound nice. This is just getting 50,000 words on the page. It's basically getting you into the process of what it's like to write. So since we're into October with this episode, I want you to prepare to start NaNoWriMo and make November the month that you're going to start writing your book, okay? And so you go to nanowrimo.org and it's spelled N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org and you go there and create an account and you will start to get emails on how to prep for the National Novel Writing Month. And if you want, you can reach out to me and I'll be glad to give you some guidance. I am a municipal liaison with this organization. And what we do is we basically help fresh new writers as well as professional writers get through their 50,000 words in 30 days. So that's one of the things you can start doing in October, prepare for NaNoWriMo. In November, you're going to do that 30-day intensive. For December, you want to rest. You want to give yourself a break after doing that. And then in January, it'll be important for you to start scheduling your writing time. Set out some goals for yourself, some targets that you want to do. And also start editing some of the work that you did in NaNoWriMo. It's also important that in January, you set up your accountability structure. Get that support that you're going to need as you write your own story and build it out for others. It's very helpful to have other writers read your work because as they're doing that, they'll let you know where things need to be embellished a little bit more. Maybe you shortcut a story. Maybe you didn't tell a little bit more of the story that they would like to learn from you. This is what's so wonderful about having people read your work before you get ready to seriously edit it and hire an editor to help you, you know, publish your book. So Schedule your writing time in January, set up some goals, make sure you have a support group or an accountability structure of some kind, and definitely join a writer's group. I know it can be very intimidating. You may feel like everybody in the group is better than you are at writing, and trust me, we've all been there. There isn't a writer on planet that hasn't at some point had to start with their first book, and it can be kind of intimidating, but trust me, every writer understands what you're going through. 
every writer understands the head trash and the internal battle that you have as you sit there and write that book and don't think you're worthy to write the book. I mean, that is a very big uh, challenge that almost every writer goes through. Okay, so that's January. Then in February, that's where you refresh your ideas, you renew some of your chapters, you rejuvenate your writing, and then you bring it to the group. And then March through July, I have a system set up where I have an idea folder, a chapter folder, and or scene. And then what you do is in that idea folder, uh, through March through July, you'll take an idea, you'll create it into a chapter, and then you'll edit it, and then you share it with the group, and you repeat. And you just repeat that process until you have created all the stories that you want for your book, you have created the timeline that you want for your book, And over the course of a couple of weeks, it's amazing how you will really get some momentum. So it's called the four bucket system. And I don't have time to discuss it with us in this segment, but stay with us as we break away for commercial. And I'd like for you to join us again, because we will talk about the four bucket system on how you get your book written in a year. And that will help wrap you up. Then in August and September, those are going to be the months where you will take time to publish and build your media kit. So we'll talk about those after the next segment. back. We've been describing the how to write a book a year, why it's important that as you're listening to this episode, why it's important that you write your own book, create your own legacy. And to begin your writing career, you only need three steps. The first one is kind of create a plan, create the plan. And everybody thinks, oh, I need to know what I'm going to write. No, actually, the most important thing is to describe for yourself When are you going to write? What you're going to write will come later. But first, start a schedule. Create a plan so you start a schedule of when you're going to write. And then focus on the theme or the activities that you're going to write on for each month that you are in the middle of that writing process. And that's step two. Step two is focus on your activities for each month. And we were describing how In January, it's where you schedule your writing time, you lay out the calendar on the floor, figure out what's going on in your life, the things that you know about, like school schedules and vacation times and holidays, and then set up some sort of an accountability structure or focus for yourself so that you get support. In February, that's where you refresh, renew, and rejuvenate your writing, and you bring it to some sort of a writing group, or you share it with friends. And then March through January is where, or I'm sorry, March through July is where you're going to use the four bucket system. And this is uh, something that I learned from Jeff Goins, who is the writer of Real Artists Don't Starve. He is also the author of Just Write Your Book. And 
he has an online course called the intentional blogger. And I was taking this online course when he taught me this four bucket system. I've adapted it a little bit from his original idea, but what he talks about is if you're going to be a blogger or you're going to be an author, or you're going to write a chapters. One of the best ways to go about doing that is you have a folder on your computer that is your idea folder. And then you have the create folder and then you have the edit folder and then you have the share folder. Okay. So those four folders are on your computer. All right. And so with the idea folder, it's remember, we were talking about one of the best ways to start writing a book is to write about your own story because who knows you better than you, right? Write your own book. And so in the ideas folder is basically the stories you do want to tell, the things that you want to share with other people, things that were funny. Maybe it wasn't stuff that even happened to you. It was something that happened to a friend or a cousin or what have you. But share the stories uh, that make you giggle or laugh. So that's your idea folder, right? Then what you're going to do is when you set up your time to write, like I told you, I write Monday through Friday. Uh, on Mondays, I would take a brand new idea out of the idea folder, and I would write anywhere from 400 to 2,000 words on that idea. I'd flush it out, and then it would go into the create folder, okay? And then on Tuesdays, I'd take the idea out of the create folder, and then I would edit it, smooth it up, make it better, and then I would pop it into the uh, edit folder, and then what you're doing is you're moving these ideas from the idea folder to the create folder, to the edit folder, to the share folder. In Jeff Goins case, he would say, you create the idea, you know, you have the idea, you create it, you edit it, and then you post the blog. So if you wanted, you could actually post your chapters online in the form of a blog. If you wanted to invite other people to join you as you're building out your book, nobody expects you to build a perfect book. They understand that you're building it a chapter at a time. So this is the four bucket system where you get an idea, you flush it out to anywhere from 600 words to 2000 words Create it as a chapter or a scene. It doesn't matter how you go about doing that. You edit it, you make it better, and then you put it into a share folder of some kind. You post it, you publish it, you get it out there so that people can comment on your on your ideas. Now, if that's too terrifying for you, that's why it's so important that you join a writer's group because a writer's group are very gentle. They understand the challenges that you have when it comes <laughs> when it comes to getting past all that head trash on what you're supposed to do with your writing. So the way it ends up working is if you set up for yourself a schedule of time for an hour or an hour and a half every day that you're writing, you end up having the time where you're blogging or you're able to create anywhere from two to three chapters a week because there's a system and where you have an idea folder, you pull an idea out on Monday and you start writing it, you put that in your create uh, folder. And then the next day, you pull another fresh idea, and you put that into the create folder. And then on the create folder, you have the one that you wrote from the day before, and you start working on that. So you can crank out two to three chapters a week with this four bucket system as you keep going around. If that's very confusing to you because you don't have visuals for that, I have a video that I can send you via email that walks you through the process on how I do this four bucket system. And again, I want to give credit where credit's due. I learned the system 
from Jeff Goins. He has an online course called The Intentional Blogger. I highly recommend you buy his book, Real Artists Don't Starve, because whether you want to be writing a book or you're a creative of some other kind, you really want to learn how the professionals do it. They make time for it every day. It's so very important that you schedule out the time that you're going to be doing your craft, whether it's publishing a book or you're a blogger, or you're a YouTuber, whatever kind of creative process that you use, you want to be able to have a system set up to where you are creating Monday through Friday. Now, if you don't have that kind of time, because you work full time, and you have a part time job on the side, but you still want to have that creativity, that time where you're just creating your painting, or you're sketching, um, or you're doing some other craft, it's important that you set time aside for that because that's what keeps us invigorated, right? It gives us time to just sit with ourselves and be able to do that. Now, I'd also chatted with you about how when people talk about writing their own book, sometimes they really discount their own life. They don't think that their story has any value. And I want to encourage you that your story has great value. First of all, you don't necessarily have to write a book in the traditional sense. For a lot of people, they say the idea of sitting down at a keyboard and having to type out a book is excruciatingly painful to them. So sit and talk for an hour, an hour and a half, and just record yourself speaking. You can do it on Zoom. There's a whole bunch of uh, software packages out there where you can start talking your book. And then you can hire a transcription service to transcribe it for you and then edit it from there. So you talk your book, edit it, and then go through it. Um, I've had one gentleman who told me that he was a professional speaker or he was a trainer and that he set up a three-day seminar series where he had people that actually signed up. Uh, this was before 2020, but signed up to do it. You could do this on Zoom too. And he talked out all the systems that he used to create the business that he had. And then what he ended up doing was after he gave this three-day lecture series on it, he then had a transcription service transcribe everything that he had talked about. And then he hired a ghostwriter to write the book for him and create it into a chapter format. And then he took what the ghostwriter had written, and he ended up having to change pretty much the entire book into his own style and his own writing. However, it prevented him from having to stare at a blank page and try to figure out, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get all this written out? So those are that's another idea. Um, a second idea is sometimes people just do better when they're creating a book if they're showing someone how to do it. So you can get on a video and, and record yourself doing an activity and talk it out while you're recording yourself. That's another way that you can do it. But the other, the, the biggest thing is don't put yourself into a box about what your book should look like. Um, I had a very artistic friend that said, Janine, I could never write a book. And I said, what are you talking about? You could totally write a book. And she goes, I had no idea what I do. And I said, honey, you constantly are building out alphabets for calligraphy. I said, why don't you just write a guide to all those different alphabets? She goes, oh, but everybody does that. I'm like, yes, but you have a different perspective on it. See, this is the thing. If I had known how many books were out there on how to live debt-free, I never would have written my first book in 2005, Money, It's Not Just for Rich People. But I had come up with a system for my family that I had never seen written anywhere, a very practical system called the 60-40 principle, and how we went from getting out of debt to living debt-free. Now, I had never seen anybody's perspective on that. 
So I went ahead and wrote the book anyway. So I don't care how many books you have already seen on whatever topic you think you can write about. That is not an excuse. You need to present your own perspective on whatever it is you do, because it's going to help somebody else. So for this artist friend of mine, she ended up creating a coloring book that helped children uh, learn how to read by the different pictures she had in the book for the different letters. And it was an amazing book that she had done. And she was thinking she would have to put all this exercise and effort into it. And she didn't. She ended up just drawing out these pictures, didn't even have to color them in because it was a coloring book. She really simplified it for herself. I had another uh, friend who was a yoga instructor. And she told me that she would never be able to write a book. And I said, why don't you talk about the different yoga poses and write the story about each of those yoga poses for you? And that really blew her mind. She was like, oh, my gosh, that is a great idea, Jenny. And I went, oh, thank you. <laughs> but the thing is, is you have things to share with us, your friends and your readers. There are things that you are going to write about that I want to learn from. I have not lived the life that you have. So I highly recommend that you write your point. You write your own book. My point is simply this. I just really want you to write your own story. It is imperative. There is a reader out there who will be inspired by what you have to write, and you will help solve the situation for them by your writing, through your writing, okay? So stop the excuses. Get started on your writing today. Sit your backside down in your chair. Put your hands over the keyboard and just start writing. Schedule it today for yourself. How long are you going to write for? Is it going to be 20 minutes? Is it going to be five minutes? But the point is, is sit down at the keyboard every day and just type. So this is Janine Boland signing off for this week, and I wish you much success in your creative endeavors as you save that knowledge of your family by building your legacy and sharing of stories, where you share your skills in writing a nonfiction book on a process you've developed, or where you create a book that helps a young child learn to read. Whatever your focus, build out your plan today, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to The Janine Boland Show. Be sure to subscribe to our show notes by going to the JanineBolinShow.com where you'll find additional resources as well as the opportunity to sign up to receive our program in your email each week. Be sure to visit our sponsor at the8gates.com. 8